Welcome to The Nooner Show. Here's your host, Jackie Wallace, Gina Guccini, and Rocky Wallace. All right, let's get started. This segment is designed to showcase stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are uniquely interesting and most of all, inspiring. We have a good, inspiring story today for you. Neil Nozakowski is a resilient entrepreneur who took an idea and created a financially rewarding lifestyle of options, which is everybody's goal, I think. He is the CEO and founder of Degenetics, a holding company which houses many of his other companies under one umbrella. Neil is joining us today on The Nooner Show to speak about becoming an entrepreneur and his own journey to unshakable success. Welcome to The Nooner Show, Neil. Well, thank you and hello. Hello. This is your second time back on The it, Nooner Show. It is. It yeah, is. you were on what? How, what was it? Like three years ago, maybe? Oh, yeah, it was... When you were just a baby, when Mm -hmm. you were just a baby, I think you only had three companies then. No. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have four. Maybe two or three. I'm not sure. That's a good good point. And Uh, the name of the company is, it's a holding company. So I was going to mention that it's Digenetics. Digenetics. When I I wrote it and came up with it, I was like, wow, that's a great name. And then I showed it to somebody and they butchered it. Then I showed it to somebody else. I showed it to my lawyer and he's like, yeah, dang, Nick. Well, I'm like, okay, all right. So it didn't work out as way <laughs> way I thought it would, but it's digenetics. So digenetics. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? How did you come up so with that? So it's the honest truth. I mean, yeah. I want to say it was some kind of great, brilliant thing. Uh, there's a name generator website. <laughs> really? And I put in a few of the criteria. I was like, uh, you know, oh, okay. IT holding company networking, da 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 da, and just hit a button several times, and it came out with Digenetics. I was like, really? I really, really like that. So, okay, that's it. Okay, so and it's a holding company. So let's start there. What's a holding sure. company? It is legally structured as the company that owns my other companies. Okay. So the the thought process is that if any one of the companies that it holds needs to be sold or split off or whatever, I can do that without a lot of effort dividing up the financials and all those kinds of things. Um, the other thing is that all the employees work for the holding company. So they can work for any one of the other companies without any real issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the benefit of having you know, uh, insurance and things like that are all on a larger scale I could have one company with one employee and then that's a whole different policy that needs to be written because it's a single employee versus a company with 10 or 15 employees then gets the benefit of having 15 employees. So it's just a structure thing. Okay. And so under the holding company, you have four companies? Four companies right now. Yeah. Okay. And can you tell us what they are? Sure. Sure. Uh, Team Trinet, which is an IT company, which is the first company I started in 1999. Um, and then we have Play Labs, which is our esports training company. Podcast Nation, which is where we are right now, and uh, Hypeline Media, which is a marketing company. Oh, I like that. I like how. Okay, uh, so here's what we want to talk about today because we we've had you on the show before, and um, you you're a very successful person, and there's a lot of people. I mean, you know, with the show that, um, you know, they have a wish 
and they want to figure out how to make it happen, whether it's, you know, having a side hustle or starting their own business. Um, so how, so that's what we want to talk about today is how do you take an idea and turn it into a business or like in, in your case, you started with one idea, right? Right. And, right. and did you ever work for anybody else? Absolutely, of course. Oh, you yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. So you worked for other companies. Was were they IT companies or? So I out of high school, um, I worked uh, at a photo lab in Birmingham. I was a photographer for a while, actually. Oh, were you really? Yeah, um, did some industrial photography, and you know, of course, the random portrait here and there. Yeah. Uh, so I worked at a photo lab because I wanted to be a professional photographer. Oh, really? Um, and realized that didn't really like the social aspect of it. Okay. That was part of that. You know, you, you have to, in, you know, unless you're taking pictures of static objects, you have to inspire the other individuals. So whenever it involved that, which is why I did industrial photographer for a little while. Machines don't talk back. <laughs> um, while I was working at that photo lab, I saw an opportunity to uh, get a, early position as tech support for an IT company. Um, a company that did IT for other companies. So it was actually on the team that launched Windows 95 when it first came out, as well as uh, HP, Hewlett Packard's first mm -hmm. line of personal computers. Yeah. So that whole launch was supported by a team that I worked with. Worked with so. Okay. <clears throat> so, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, so fast forward to now you're going to mm -hmm. go out onto your own. In the beginning, what was the initial wish? So initially, right, the having worked for other people, mm -hmm. it was, boy, you know, I could do this better, okay. which I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the guy cutting the lawn for somebody else goes, you know, I hate the way this guy deals with this stuff. I could do this better. So it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. I think a lot of people come across that way. Uh, so that was the first wish is, you know, I, I want to do this myself. I want to make my own decisions. Of, of course, you know, hey, I want to be responsible for my own income. Right. Kind of goes along with mm -hmm. it, right? I, I, not realizing what that really, <laughs> what that really means, right? <laughs> but um, so that was the initial wish was just uh, independence, maybe a mm -hmm. um, little bit of control. So how how did you know what to do then to start off on your own? Because that's the how is what holds a lot of people back. A absolutely. Right. So first task was asking other people that I knew that either had their own businesses or knew somebody that had their own business. So going down that road, um, a lot of research, go you know, to the library or the state of Michigan or whatever it was and look up how to start a business. Right. So a lot of it was, um, self-research. Well, and what's really interesting is something that you brought up, what you just said was, um, it wasn't necessarily the how, but you went with the who, like who could help you out. You, you asked a lot of people, you went to different people. So you start putting together a team of people. Is that something that you would tell people to do? Like when somebody says, you know, I have an idea, but I don't know if, it, if I can make money at it, or I don't know if it's a good idea. What would you tell them? So that, that's kind of a, um, what we call a viability test, right? You're going to check to see the 
the main criteria, number one is, is there a market for it? How do you know if right? there's a market? Well, you've got you've to do some research sometimes, you know, you, you know, some core research of your own, or if you have the money, hire a research team, see if this idea is going to last or, or people are willing to pay for it. Um, and, you know, it all depends, like starting the IT company was kind of a simple thing. Everybody needs IT support. They all need um, some place to go where people that do this for a living know how to do it. So that was kind of the, the premise of it. Um, but yeah, digging in and, and if I were to do it all over again, which I'm hoping people that listen want to fast track through all the BS that I had to go through, which I'd be happy to help them with. Um, number one thing would be, and my, my lawyer's going to love this is find a good lawyer. <laughs> um, that's, that's the core of it. You can try and do it all on your own and, and you may get it right. A lot of people don't think about finding an attorney or getting an accountant when they're thinking about, should I try and profit from my idea? Is my idea profitable? But you're saying that that's a big first step. A after you've done that, is it viable test? Okay. Right. So After that's your first past step. that point. Like, I can't tell you the number of people who started LLCs during the whole pandemic thing because they thought they were going to make quick money off the deal. Can you just, make just quick not money? Not how that works. Okay. <laughs> um, but, and I'm not going to get into the ridiculousness of that, but, and the damage that it causes for everybody that's legitimately doing the right thing. Um, but if you have a market for your product or service, this is like right out of a book. Um, then the next step is you've made a decision that, yes, you could probably, how are you going to price it? How are you going to sell it? Who's going to buy it? All those questions that need to be answered. That's core of any business. Um, once you're past those things and you're ready to go, yes, I think this is viable. I need to protect my, myself, my family, my ideas. You should hire a lawyer. And what does a lawyer do then? They're going to help you form the company properly. You can, of course, everybody's going to say you can do it online. Yes, if you know what you're doing, you can do it online. But if you don't and you need legal advice, then you need to hire a lawyer. Um, so they're going to help you form the company correctly, put the articles together, make all the, the proper documents and contracts and agreements that might need to be made for your product. I mean, if, if you're selling something, you have potential liability issues. You sell somebody a microphone and the microphone blows up in their face. Mm -hmm. And did you write an agreement that says it need to be connected a certain way to make sure it doesn't blow up in people's faces? I mean, there's a lot of factors involved. Right. And trying to do that all on your own is kind of foolish. You're not an expert unless you're going to go to law school before you start your first business. Which right. Which kind of seems backwards. But. Which is another good point. So when you start a business, there's a lot of things that you, you don't know. Like, um, for example, you could be an excellent pizza maker but a terrible social media person. Do you have to, as an owner of a pizzeria, for example, if you're great at making pizzas, do you think you have to learn how to do social media? Or is that something that you say, you know what, if it's not a strength of yours, outsource your liabilities and have somebody else do it? Or what's your take on it? Some people think you have to know how to do everything. I think you need to know how to make the decision about everything. I don't know... I don't believe that you need to know how, you, nobody's an expert in everything. 
And wouldn't you want an expert in your marketing team to, I mean, you might get, not, I'm not making fun of the word lucky, but you might get lucky if you, you know, you post a few things and a few, few people. You know, Goes viral. Right. Or something mm -hmm. like that. Sure. You, you might luck into that situation, but that is better off being something that you put some time and effort and skill into and took it down the road the right way versus so somebody guessing. that okay so somebody that wants to start their own business and they they um they don't have to feel like they need to know every aspect of their business they they should start it with what they really know how to do and then bring on the right people a absolutely right so you do need to know what you don't know then you you most certainly need to identify the criteria that you're, it, it, it's part of an analysis, right? It's a weakness. You have to identify the weakness and, and address it. Um, just simply saying, yeah, I'm not good at marketing is not a sufficient answer. Right. So how do you overcome that? Because you really still need marketing. Right. You can't okay. just say, well, we're going to do this mm -hmm. without marketing because I'm no good at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then nobody's ever going to hear about your great pizza and you're going to make it for yourself and then you're going to run out of money and then the doors will close, and then hopefully you can rent the space to somebody else. <laughs> so, right. Um, what do you see as one of the biggest um, obstacles for people? Money, without a doubt. Understanding the money. Mm. The biggest mistake guaranteed that everybody makes is assuming that they will either that they have enough money set aside or that these things won't cost this much or those types of, uh, you know, start, start paying employees and then realizing that you cover their taxes. And that's not something that's deducted from their check. That's something you pay as the corporation in addition to their pay. So start so then things what, like that. <laughs> so let's say that um, you take an idea, you, you get, the, uh, the attorneys involved, you you do the business plan, the whole um, viability test and everything else. How do you know when you should start getting employees and how can you start figuring out what that's going to cost you? Um, that kind of all goes together with what it is that you're selling or, you know, from that perspective, I guess, um, use my own example as to when. Um, so from the IT business side. And that was in 99 is when I started it. And I was by myself. Uh, I managed to um, run into somebody that was in the business actually in this building. Uh, they were, really? on the, they were on the first floor of this building. Uh, and that was my first customer as a newly started business was oh. the business on the first floor of this building. Wow. And you ended up here how many years later? Very strange, right? <laughs> 20, 22 years later, and here I am wow. leasing a space in the same building. The driving factor for employees is either, hey, I have a task that I can't do my own on my own, or, hey, I have enough business that I can't handle it by myself. Um, so we, I was doing consulting and things like that, and um, consulting turned into sales of product that needed to be installed. And... I had to put a value on my time. So do I go and install this product for this dollar amount or should I be spending my time getting more business to do more installs? So I had to weigh that out. And I, I've always done that. I 
put a dollar amount on every minute that I spend. And I make decisions based on that. Hmm. Um, because if you don't value your own time, nobody else will either. So you have right. to, you, you can't say, well, a great example is I'm going to go change my oil in my car. Well, if I value my time at $200 an hour and it takes me 30 minutes to change my oil, that's $50 or, or you know, it's $100 or I could go have it done for $50. Why wouldn't I do that? Right. Right. Why would I spend my own time to do it? Hmm. So um, just things like that. So if you're putting that together with employees and you're doing the exact same analysis. So, so it's weighing right? it all out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Weigh it out and see what you have. To, I mean, obviously there's a point in time where you need employees. Hey, we have three installs at the same time. I can't be in three places at the same time. So clearly you need employees. But mm-hmm. um, at a certain point you have to find your first one. I think that's the hardest and then go it, from there. It's who's your who's going to be your first employee? It's a likelihood. So my first employee is still with the company. Wow. To this day. Um, so that was a, a a huge decision. It was somebody I had worked with previously at the other business at the other job, and he worked for me there. And I I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. So it was a pretty easy hire, in my opinion. But. Mm-hmm. Do you have a certain uh, criteria of like? what an employee or somebody who works for you, especially in, in the key roles has to like, do they have to fit a certain checklist for you? Um, that's a great question. I, I don't, I, I'm opposed to things like that. Like here's your bulleted list of responsibilities because nobody can possibly do that. That's like saying every morning when you wake up, it will always be the same. That's not mm-hmm. the case. So even our job ads um, are broken into an explanation of what the company is or what the role is that you're going to perform, what a day in the life of working in that job is going to be like, and what the future holds for you. Mm-hmm. So every, every job posting that we put out there kind of covers those three things. And we don't put it in a bulleted list style. Mm-hmm. We want people to read it on purpose. It's broken into f- properly formed paragraphs. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't take the time to read this and you and you apply for the job, hey, we're looking for an IT technician that's going to do these things and somebody with a medical degree applies for it, well, you already failed the first test. Okay. So <laughs> uh, guess what? We're not calling you. Um, so n- not really anything of, of that nature that um, I purposely... I, in the IT company, we we almost prefer that you don't have a college degree. Mm. So. When starting a business, what do you what do you see that most most often gets in the way? Um, another great question, but it's it's really the market determining who is going to buy what it is that you're selling. That is such a big obstacle for people. Is most of the market research is done from, hey, I've got this idea. My friends would, my friends tell me, oh my gosh, you should start a business. Like, what? That you mean <laughs> that re- that research isn't good enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That seems to be that's sufficient for you. Well, okay, then reword that. Oh my gosh, you should take everything you've acquired in your entire life and every dollar and every bit of your time and put it into this thing that you have. You want to sell boxed widgets of whatever the hell it is, and your one friend told you go start a business, so you, you said, okay. No, 
look at what it really is. It's a it's an investment of your time and your money and your heart. Well, let me ask you this because you have different businesses. Um, I from IT marketing, gaming, um, podcasting. Do, when you decide if you're going to get into another landscape, do you um, do it because you see an, a problem or do you do it because there's an opportunity? The, I, I guess it depends on whether or not it's a business that exists or not or if we're starting one from scratch. So starting one from scratch is typically a combination of both. Mm-hmm. right? There's, there's a problem to solve and there's an opportunity to solve that problem and make money from it uh, or employ people, which could also be a, a reason why we would do something. Um, if it's one that we're buying, it's almost always solving their problem. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it all depends. I, I, I have a, a shady track record with that that I'm not... I'm not thrilled with the results of a couple of acquisitions that we've made. I'm just, um, what I've come to find out is I don't want to live somebody else's dream. Mm -hmm. They put a business together. They couldn't make it work. I look at it as a problem solver going, oh my gosh, I could make this work. But the reality of it is the dream was flawed in the first place. Their idea wasn't viable. They didn't do that market research. They didn't test it to make sure it was is going to operate properly. I can't fix that. So your follow through then becomes. I. Uh, you you have to liquidate it. I mean, it's got to go. That's so so that's not always a bad um, plan, though. I mean, if you get into Unless something. Unless you were working for that company, I mean, it's a bad plan for them. <laughs> well, but, but I'm talking about it as an owner, as a a business. Like if if you bought a business or if you started a business, at what point do you make a decision whether you keep going? Or it's time to get out of it, like it didn't work? That's another great question. I would suggest that people do that earlier than later. Stop and ask for outside input, right? Your, your current advice hasn't been working clearly. Otherwise, it would be successful, right? So stop and ask for outside input or even pay for it. And it, I don't know, you're going, well, hey, we're not making money. How can I pay for advice? Well, you're not going to make any more money doing it the wrong way. So right. um, that would be, I'd say people wait too long by, by far. They wait till it's already over that hill and it's on its way down. They can't deal with it versus going, wow, it's a struggle getting up this hill. Maybe I need some help getting up this hill. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'd say, yeah, as soon as you see things taking the wrong direction, you make, when you start to make decisions like taking out loans that you probably shouldn't take out. Um, my favorite is hiring a family member that when things are on the decline, you start specifically like a spouse, the, the, the other spouse says, well, I could put more money into our household if I just had this other person that lives in my household work for my company. Probably bad. Are they qualified for the job? No, that job needs to be done. And now you've just put somebody in that job, that position that isn't qualified to do that job. It's not going to win. Just to keep the expenses down. Exactly. And all that does is make it worse. Right, right. Um, Can anybody be an entrepreneur? Um, 
Anybody can try. Anybody can try. So what do you think they need to think about before they take that leap to start their own business? By all means, ask somebody that has done it, either if they've done it successfully or not. Mm-hmm. Ask them, because I think you'll find more value in the people that did it and weren't successful. True. And they said, well, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to be this great entrepreneur. And then I realized that, wow, you have all these taxes and insurance and this and that and all the non-glamorous things right. that you have to deal with. It's not so sexy, is it? It, it is most certainly <laughs> not sexy at all. But everybody thinks it is. Well, it, we, don't want, we don't want to run around going, hey, look at how much work this is for me. We want to go run around going, look at what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then if somebody says, awesome, I want to do that too. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> maybe you should wait a second. So right. what do you tell them to, to think about then? How can they evaluate themselves or analyze themselves to see if, if this is the right avenue? Because of course, a lot of people have done well too. Sure, sure. Um, I would ask them to, Number one, put put a dollar amount on your time. What's it worth to you? And then assume that you'll have no time, right? Because when you get started, I, I know when I got started, I I had to purposely set time aside to not work on the business. Um, and there's working on it and working in it are two different things. What are the what's so, the difference? So working in the business means you're the one making the pizza. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Versus working on it is the one that says we're going to change the menu and we're going to advertise here right. and you're I need to hire the these people to right. work in it. Exactly. Yeah. So and, a lot of people get stuck working in it. Right, and the goal is to eventually work on it. Well, you're not in an, it. you're not an entrepreneur otherwise. Oh, you're, you're just okay. Somebody working on you're self-employed at that point. Right. Um, and I don't view those two things as the same. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that they need to do then is really to analyze. Um, it, you said something too. Um, realize that you, you're not going to have time. Because I, I notice that people think that if they go start their own business, they're doing it because they want to have a lot of time. But that isn't really the case. In the beginning, anyway. Definitely not in the beginning. Um, yeah, I mean, I I know a lot of people tracked that. They say, oh, I was working 80-hour work weeks. I, you know what? Every minute of every day was dedicated to the business. Uh, it didn't necessarily keep me up at night. Sometimes it did. Um, other times it was just a matter of this is what I have to think about today. <laughs> and And I will... I have to make a decision. It's all decisions every day. And if you're not good at making decisions, you probably shouldn't be in the in the entrepreneur world or trying to start your own company because every day is a decision. So what made you decide to buy other companies? Like you you built a good company, you had a good life. Why go off into other companies? Uh, it's never enough. Is that the okay. right way to say it, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about money either. Okay. It, it's just, um, it, it is, as you had mentioned before, it is about solving problems. It is about, hey, uh, why build this podcast studio? Other podcast studios exist. Okay, but this problem hasn't really been solved correctly. You know, uh, there's way too many 
way too many people in the space and they're all doing it all different ways, but nobody really sat down and said, hey, let's do it this way. And then we solve all these problems at the same time versus individually fixing problems. So are you the type of person that the problems get you excited? Absolutely. Oh, okay. A- absolutely. Every, I hope for problems, unfortunately, but. <laughs> um, because there, then there's opportunity. There's either opportunity or just simply the satisfaction in solving it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all it is. It's not really that something came out of it other than. Um, be it an employee, a customer, a business, or whatever it may be, hey, we're struggling with this thing, or you know what, well, they don't even know they're struggling with something, and you go, hey, I watched you do that. Do you know if you do it this way? It takes half the amount of time, and they do it, and they go, oh, my gosh. Just think about what you did. You gave them back half their time. Right. Time is the most valuable thing you have. Right. And if everyone is grateful for that, right? Right. So... To someone who's listening, the takeaways establish in terms of a a, a corporation, get a good attorney, get a good accountant. Right. Next piece of advice. Put a a dollar amount on your time. Put a dollar all together. Dollar amount on your time. Yep. Make sure you've done your research. Absolutely. Right. Research is first. What's your definition? Yeah, re- uh, those are not in this not order. In order right? Not right? in order. Not in order. <laughs> What's your definition of success? Um, that you're satisfied every night when you go to bed. Mm. That you go, well, we did something today, or I solved a problem today, or I made somebody happy today, or whatever it is that you you go to sleep knowing that something has been fixed one way or another. I think that's success for me. Money is great. And it helps get other things done, but a lot of unhappy rich people in the world. So I don't think that solves every problem. What's the biggest thing people need to follow through on? Planning, decisions, making sure that you're, that you did what you said you were going to do. The follow through in general is a big issue, right? Um, I think that's where a lot of things fall apart is you had a plan and you didn't execute the plan properly or you didn't execute it at all. So I, I like your definition of success. I thought that was good because you're right. It's I, I think sometimes when we think of entrepreneurs or going off on our and starting our own business, we have this like huge vision of success of cars and money and glamorous lifestyle, but that doesn't mean that that's going to make you happy. So you really have to be clear on what your definition of success is. It's different for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe somebody that wants cars and houses and things of that nature, that's what they're doing it for. Mm -hmm. And and that's great. And I'm not going to say that that's not successful. That's their version of it. But um, it's not mine. Right. So it has to be our own individual um, version. What's the worst advice you ever got? Oh, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of bad advice, right? What's the one piece, though, that now that you, um, you know, you have four companies, you're, you're, and you're still, you're still scaling and growing, and, but you look back and you say, oh, my God, that was the worst piece of advice. It goes back to my suggestion from before, is I was told you can do it all yourself. Mm. And that was a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to hear from somebody. It's like, well, you don't need help for that. And you just, just do that yourself. I've heard that. Everything, right? How many times somebody said that about remodeling their house? Ah, 
You don't need to hire a contractor for that. You can tear that whole kitchen out and do it yourself. Are you out of here? A, I don't want to get my hands dirty. <laughs> but B, I am not skilled at this. Yeah. So, yeah, the worst piece would, would be you a, could do it all yourself. That's a great point. And one more final question. Um, do you um, offer consulting services? Like if somebody has an idea, um, do you do any consulting? Not necessarily consulting, but we do um, on our website on digenetics.com. If you, it, it does say that we evaluate business ideas. Doesn't is it mean a, we're any ideas? Any, or? any idea. And the really. website again is? Digenetics, D-I-G-N-E-T-I-X. Okay, which we will post the link. So if somebody has an idea and it, they want someone else to look at it, yeah. um, they can contact you. They can reach out. Uh, but not saying that we look at I mean, they're, they have to give us some idea of what they're shooting for, but okay. uh, we protect their rights. It's not like one of those things where, you know, I think you, they used to have ads on TV for, you know, the Inventors Network and mm. things like that. It's not, nothing like that. It Can they just, find you on other social media? Um, I, it's Every company has their own. Oh, okay. Um, so the best bet then is to go through that website. You can go to that website that, that website. has my personal stuff on there as well. Uh, but all the other companies probably have something as well. I'm okay. Sure. And all right. one final piece of advice that you would leave with somebody that is listening right now and they're not sure if they should go off and do their own thing. What's one thing you would say? What's one thing you wish somebody would have said to you? Well, I mean, they did say it to me. It's it's hire people smarter than you. I mean, okay. that, there that, we go. that is a true one. So Perfect. Neil, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. We're going to toss our cookies in whichever way the prongs land. That fortune is meant for you. All right. And how are we going to end this one? How about with Podcast Nation? Podcast Nation. Today. Because, by the way, Neil is the founder of Podcast Nation. Like, subscribe, and follow. And don't forget, you're always on our minds at Podcast Nation. Uh, may life throw you a pleasant curve with Podcast Nation. Your great attention to detail is both a blessing and a curse at Podcast Nation. Oh. Thanks for I joining like us today. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Well, thank Sometimes you. the only mode of transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. Have a great 